Greetings, citizen. Welcome to the show, and thank you for listening. For more of the art of wargaming in your life, definitely check us out on Instagram and Facebook. If you'd like to support the show, we have a Patreon account where you can do just that for as little as $1 a month. What we can offer will expand as the show does. If you don't have extra funds, but would still like to help us out, you can give us a like, share, or five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. Want to get in touch? Feel free to message us or hit up our email, artofwargamingpodcast at gmail.com. We look forward to continuing the conversation with you because we know the world is vast, with many different ideas on tactics and strategy that can be applied to the games we enjoy. You're listening to the Art of Wargaming on the Ear Firm Network. On War. Belting. 2022. Welcome to the Art of Wargaming on the Earworm Network. I am Yaga Malark. Today's episode will contain a whole lot of interviews that I picked up when I was down in Nashville for the event Beltane, uh, hosted by the Realm Durdemarian. Uh, I also picked up a interview with another person down there, and I know it's not really usual for us to do a whole lot in the terms of like electronic wargaming. But he has a really cool message, and I wanted to, you know, pick him up and kind of have his voice heard because it's the sort of thing that we definitely encourage on this show. But a, a little bit of a, I don't know, a recap of it. It was it was a wonderful week down there. Um, you know, I, I kind of made a vacation of it because of the way that the airlines were. It was cheaper to go down for longer. Riddle me that, but. Uh, you know, I, so I was there for a few days beforehand, and I, uh, my friend, my very fr- dear friend, uh, Lear, uh, took me to some uh, amazing fights hosted by Nashville Armored Combat. In next episode, we're going to be uh, listening to a lot of uh, three of those interviews with some fantastic fighters, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to sharing that with you. But this this episode again contains information on Beltane. And my intent going down there was to be able to analyze everything and come back to y'all with a with a detailed kind of idea of what occurred there. I did not do that. <laughs> uh, there were two reasons for that. One is that I'm very fond of my unit, uh, as, as one ought to be. And seeing that they are primarily out of the East, and the East for me would be, you know, Michigan and Tennessee is where a whole lot of of my folk are from. It means that I very rarely get to see them in terms of a large camp. And so this particular event was just, it was wonderful. It's been many years since I've seen most of these folks and I love them very much. And being able to spend a weekend with them was outstanding. So I did not make it to the field as much as I had intended. And I certainly didn't sit there analyzing nearly so much as I had intended because I was very much enjoying myself with my unit. And I think that also drives home one of the points that we have been making on this show, which is that morale is one of the most important deciders for victory. Because when we did take the field for a unit battle, we did very well. And a good portion of that is our unity. It is our, is our feeling of, of oneness, feeling of family between, between the group that allows us to be able to move in a rather instinctual manner. So what we were doing wasn't just lounging about and vacationing, which it also was too. Enjoying camping with friends is no problem at all. But it was also a, a key part in our bonding process. And so I don't regret it one bit. And I would encourage all of you to at least take some time during your events, tournaments, whatever, to relax. 
with the people you love and remember why you do it in the first place because it's not just for the competition even though we encourage that's kind of what the point of this show is is to explore different ways of of attaining that victory but that's not what it's all about it's also about the people it's about the lives that touch you and the lives you touch along the way and it's good to remember that from time to time so i encourage you to to just kick it back at some point especially as we're coming out of covid and things are kind of opening up it's a i don't know it's a good time to to spend with friends and loved ones so that was excellent. And then the second reason why I didn't get as nearly as many interviews as I wanted was I decided to bust my myself up. I got myself a rather severe sprain uh, while I was at the event. And, and you know, that's how I know I was trying hard enough. <laughs> now I, I, I re-angered my tennis elbow and uh, got myself a nasty sprain as well. So uh, I was laid up for a good portion of the event and, uh, you know, I've, I have a good friend, Talon. You're going to hear him on it um, soon, too. I wanted to definitely get him on. He attained his knighthood and his full EBF membership at Beltane. And that's, a, that's impressive. It's impressive. So I definitely want him to be able to talk to y'all and kind of explain his winner's mindset. But I missed all of his trials and everything because I was laid up. Um, so I wasn't nearly as mobile as I wanted to be either. But the interviews that I did get are absolute quality. The first interview that you're going to hear is Maverick and Rizo. And these two have just won their first archery tournament. And they have done so at very early time in their career. And so it's definitely a treat to be able to talk to them and draw from their experience and, and see what we can do to, to help ourselves attain that victory as well. And the second one is from some old vets. We've got Ramoan and Shay. Now, Ramoan is a veteran tournament winner. Um, I think in the interview he says that he's lost count of the numbers of tournaments that he's won. So that's, that's very impressive. So I, it was a treat to have him on. And Shay is a, not just an amazing archer. I have seen her just uh, picking some amazing shots on the field. But she's also good with her camera and good at that. Those of you who are familiar with her Instagram will know that, I mean, she's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, she, she does some really good work on her Instagram and on her uh, TikTok, Facebook, all that sort of thing. And so I definitely encourage you to, to seek her out for further um, viewing. I know that, that I very much enjoy uh, the work that she does. And so again, these two outstanding to talk to, fantastic interview. And then the last interview is one with uh, actually the assistant manager of where I was staying in the hotel. You know, I was there for a few days beforehand, as I had said, and so he and I had gotten to know each other fairly well. And I came to understand that he did a, a streaming show uh, that, that, again, was kind of a part of the right message, you know, this idea of positive competitiveness. And so it was an absolute treat to talk to him as well. That's, that's new a talk down there. So, um, I'm very much looking forward to sharing these words of, you know, Rizo, Maverick, Shay, Ramoan, and uh, Nua. So, without any further ado, let's get into it with our uh, interview with the new time tournament winners, Maverick and Rizo. Here with me at Beltane, our first time tournament winners, but Maverick and Rizo. Bella, thank you for being on the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. So how long have you all been fighting at this point? Um, I, 2017, so five years. Five years. Five years. All right, all right. I mean, it's about five minutes. Five minutes? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My so first event. 
that that even makes it more impressive because uh, we're sitting here today because y'all just won a tournament last night. And uh, I mean, that's a big deal in of itself. You know, tournament means you're one of the best of the best of the best, sir. But uh, to win it within five years or five minutes, as you say, that's that's pretty awesome. That's pretty incredible. Is there something specific y'all did to train for that? Or, or is there a, a secret that uh, there is? Uh, the tournament was an archery tournament, uh, mainly archery. Uh, they had a sword and board with the archer, so it's two-person teams, and think like a battle royale, mm-hmm. right? You throw it on this field with multiple teams, and uh, last team standing wins. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sword and border it wasn't allowed to attack the archer, mm-hmm. and the sword and borders can only attack each other, and so mainly a lot of people use their sword and borders as defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I practice uh, archery on the side uh, when I'm not out on doing the battle games, mm-hmm. and uh, it transfers over to the foam archery absolutely uh, but I also practice a traditional Asian Asiatic style of um, archery so I'm more mobile and I move mm-hmm. so that helped a lot yesterday being able to move uh, as opposed to being like a stationary archer and sure. stuck behind a shield right right so getting your better angles yeah yeah outstanding help for sure well your, your shieldman must have done his job as well what was your focus out there uh, my focus, I think, was like, well, at the beginning, I was like, I was strategizing, me and Maverick were strategizing, and I was saying, okay, well, let's try to keep the sun to our backs, and let's work the perimeter, push our way in, mm-hmm. and that worked for, I think, two rounds, or the, it worked for, it worked better the first round, <laughs> the second <laughs> round, it, the second round, we, we, they, they figured us out, I think, and they started sandwiching us. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> And mostly it was like kind of like, I don't know if you're familiar with the game League of Legends. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we just kind of did a bot lane style, like, you know, we got the Leona with me, you know, just drawing the aggro. Right, right. You know, and then he's, you know, you know Ash the Archer, you know, uh, the Frozen Arrow. But, yeah, we kind of, he, he was like, you know, we kind of isolated which were the most dangerous targets. Sure. And we just kind of catered to them first. Okay. And then once we took that out, even if it sacrificed me, he was able to, Maverick was able to, you know, do his thing. Right on. Well, and archery is such a specific skill as well. Like, uh, there's a lot of ways to, like, practice pell. Like, I, I practice pell all the time.
and then just he had his shield on his left hand so I, I I knew my right was exposed and I kept him to my left sure sure and then if he was on my right we would just you know face accordingly but right. yeah so for for you being so new and y'all working so well together did you guys know each other outside of this or you just bond instantly being out here yeah, we've been friends for probably a decade over a decade nice nice right. All right, so simpatico would be a way that uh, <laughs> drift, we could drift say. compatible, drift compatible, yeah, drift compatible. I like that. I like that. Well, Maverick, you were saying that you were a part of a unit called the Lost. Uh, how how big is the Lost? And uh, how long have they kind of been around? From my knowledge, I know we've been around for at least five years because that's what I started. But I want to say when they first started, it wasn't as big as it is now. There was very a small number of people, but they were you know dedicated and. I'd, I'd say hardcore like they were like you see them on the field they're war painted up you know, they 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 it is battle to them yeah. so um but I've been involved with them for five years as uh they call me I'm a thrall and uh um I am since I live in Atlanta I uh I, I guess I would be like a separate I'm, a, I'm the lost but I'm just like not there all the time the okay. lost boy uh, the lost boy of the lost so it's really cool whenever I, we come back to the events I can reconnect with them but um, but they were the reasons that got me into it mm -hmm. uh, and I stayed with it they, they made it really fun sure yeah. now, how, how big are they like I, I don't I have, I'm from the west so I haven't uh, had a whole lot of exposure to the oh lost. sorry yeah that was a question um, they, they volunteer for like I, I feel like everybody at this tournament should know who they are they do the volunteering they do the security at night I mean, I think the main thing is like uh, 
this type of, um, I mean, you know, if you got to think about what you're doing, like you're holding a shield or you're holding a sword, um, it's got, it's a lot of shoulders and back, right? A lot of core strength, mm -hmm. right? And so that's, that's the, that's the, that's the strength part of it. But, um, the science, the physical science of it is, uh, called functional training. Mm -hmm. And it's like where you, uh, it's more for like real life style versus gym training where you train to have a certain look or a certain you know build or build whatever, whatever yeah. lose weight whatever you know that's great and you can get it can help you here but i think functional training would be the best like explosive especially um cardio cardio yep cardiovascular definitely um but to train for this i think even if you just did high intensity intervals because these they, you're not running the whole time when you're fighting it's, it's short bursts mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. So that'd be high intensity interval training. So you would want to be, have the ability to get your heart rate as high as you can mm -hmm. um, for a certain period of time, you know, and not start to lose breath. Sure. And then it comes back down and you're good, you know? So yeah, high intensity interval training would definitely be it. And then with combined with functional uh, movements, cardiovascular, like, you know, basic stuff like that. Do you find that, uh, I know some people like to do yoga uh, for strength and for flexibility. Uh, is that something that's in, in your all's repertoire? I think the flexibility aspect is definitely it. Um, um, yoga is mostly ice, what's called isometrics. It's where you hold a position for a certain period of time. Sure. Um, very useful in, uh, very, uh, in, in Wing Chun martial arts, or uh, they do a lot of that isometric training for the forearms. And, oh, sure, sure. You know, just to have that, you know, when it's, Extended so isometrics, you, you extend that train here and train here and you train here, and each stage is okay. strong, right? And so, what he's showing us is that he's, he's training the, the fist, the forearm, and right. then the, the fist again, correct? correct? All right, all right. Um, anyways, that that kind of thing, functional training definitely would work for this. Perfect. Well, uh, do y'all have any plans for the future? Any future training? I know that uh, you're, you've already won a tournament, which is pretty cool. Uh, but I imagine you don't want to peak there. What uh, what's next after this? Uh, I joke about it, but I, next year, you know, uh, when we when we do the tournament, everyone will be gunning for us, so yeah. we'll be prepared. <laughs> uh, sure, sure. Uh, but uh, I they make fun of me because when I first started, I was a flow fighter, and I did that for a couple years, and then went to archery, uh, and so. When he got here, we asked our buddy Aodin to uh, do a quick crash course, and he's like, "Do you know how to use a sword?" And I'm like, "Yeah, I've been doing." He's like, "I've never seen," you know. So it was cool that he noticed that I don't use a sword often, and so I would like to be better and more proficient at a blade. So uh, maybe even a two-hander. Sure. Most likely a two-hander. Well, it's good to broaden broaden one's perspectives with this because the more weapons that you've learned how to use, that means the more weapons yeah. you've learned to fight against. Exactly. Right. It's we use <coughs> League of Legends, you know, when you play the game and you use other champs, you mm -hmm. know how they operate and how they move. So then when you fight them, it's not as scary as cool just going in there and going. Sort of yeah. So yeah, even different positions, you know, yeah, playing different uh, lanes. defense, playing support or jungle. attack or jungle. Yeah. yeah. So you you learn you learn the whole aspect of it, mm -hmm. you know, instead of being like a just on the drum line, you know how to play the whole what's called band. Yeah. So, so would you imagine that it kind of gives you, even though you're in the moment and you're able to like, be subjectively there and aiming and fighting, do you think it gives you a better bird's eye view, like a better field awareness, having kind of trained in this way with League of Legends? Oh, I think absolutely. So. Yeah. yeah, I do jungle and league, so I'm I'm used to map awareness now. You know, it's like so map awareness for sure. Um, 
I know some of the people I hit weren't looking when yeah. I shot them. That's they, the way. They, I, I would <laughs> pretend like I'm not looking, and then as soon as they turn, it's like pop. Yeah. So. I like it. Kind yeah. of dirty, but I think I'm sorry. Yeah, I think we're talking about the art of war, right? And yep. um, a lot of that book is like, you know, during that craziness out, you know, we were fighting. It's like, you know, you got the you got the strategy running. You know, it teaches you to draw your enemies into the sunlight, and then to draw battle lines, and then let them cross the battle line first. But, and then that's what's called uh, dead ground in, 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 in the art of war. And on dead ground is where you fight to the death. Right? There are different levels. But you definitely like. Shay and Ramoan of the Sons of Terra out of Albion. Y'all, thank you for so much for being on the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you, thank you. Now, part of the reason that we have you here is mm -hmm. because, uh, Ramoan, you just won a sword and board tournament. Oh, uh, yes. Which is outstanding. Uh, <laughs> is that your first one, or have you won multiple? I've, run, I've won multiple, but okay. is, you know, since the pandemic, it's my first since the pandemic. Yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. How many sword and boards have you won so far? I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> not really sure, honestly. Count? Uh, yeah, I'd yeah. say around 10 over the years. It's probably less than 10. It's probably so. it's, it's five, in between 5 to 10. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's fairly prodigious. Comfortably. <laughs> yeah. So, not a whole lot of people have that kind of record. How do you keep up with that? How do you maintain, because I'm sure that people know who you are, and they're coming for I'm you. pretty quiet, honestly. I'm pretty introverted. Uh, yeah, but I, I mean, I just, you know, I just... Takes a little time to warm up, a little bit of uh, alcohol, you know. Oh, sure. You know, make me relax. Ooh, <laughs> He'll speak in whole sentences when he's yes, drinking. Yes. It's fabulous. <laughs> Instead of one and two words. <laughs> yeah, sword and board is my, my, my favorite, though. It's like my main word. So is there something that you're thinking about specifically out there? Is there Are, are there specific um, footwork drills that you practice or other drills that you're practicing that kind of help your mindset or your, your place where you are on the field? Honestly, legs are kind of my weakness, uh, so if I do get leg, then I'm pretty impatient when he start to hurt, but I honestly like to go for Simos. I do a lot of pump fakes. Um, you just got to know like, kind of when to, to cross, when not to, throw in a few trick shots to kind of keep them guessing, and honestly, I, I feel like when I go into it mentally, I just try to think about, like, I'm rolling the dice, rolling the dice, and hoping that it, you know... I hit a good roll. Honestly, that's how I look at it. I mean, you know. In a lot of post games, you mentioned that you felt like it was a lucky thing that you threw the right shot at the right time. I mean, because part of that is know, yeah. you could you could beat someone. You know, you could beat him in a first to ten or the, like really well, but then lose to him in a tournament because mm -hmm. it's just two out of three fights. So you could do really well and just you know get creamed. Sure. The next couple yeah. Mm -hmm. Was there something you did over the course of the pandemic to keep your skills up? Uh, honestly, a lot of it's muscle memory. Sure. I, it's been I've been fighting since two thousand five, so it's just 
just right there. It's yeah, it's just muscle memory, honestly. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Right on. Well, and a lot of us have done various things to kind of keep our sanity throughout mm-hmm. the course of the pandemic. And Shay, uh, I'm sure that some of the listeners are familiar with your TikTok because it's very popular. Oh, yay! I, I myself watch it because it's it's very amusing, and it seems to have been a very nice way for you to kind of keep the spirit alive. Absolutely. I felt, I was sitting around, I was like, man, everybody's feeling the no-event, humdrum, sadness, and we realized we lost our physical outlet. Because we're not in other sports, it's just not us, and we lost the travel, we lost the camping, we lost our, like, networking and making friends and seeing old friends and meeting three or four times a year mm-hmm. and we took all of that for granted we took our practices for granted mm-hmm. and took as as did everybody right as did everybody <laughs> they were like it's everybody's like have you heard of tiktok and i was like oh the the kid dancing app i don't want to download that They're like, no no but it's actually a really cool place right. so i downloaded it and it learns like uh the algorithm learns what you enjoy mm-hmm. and i noticed people were making these D videos and all this stuff and i said you know what i i kind of want to make these like situations that other fighters have found themselves in sure. that we can all relate to whether you do amp guard or bella guard or if you're an sea we all have had those moments where you just think of these things you're like oh we overpacked we didn't pack enough <laughs> right. it's always that one guy you know and just sort of make <laughs> yeah. everybody laugh because we're all in this together and we we have to remember like it's gonna be over at some point right. hang in there guys and hopefully bring more people to the game sure and um, I try to refer as many people as possible to Gorg so they have, you know, their weapons and, you know, because they took a hit when this happened because that was their livelihood. And that's uh, Gorg the Blacksmith. Gorg the Blacksmith, yeah. And he makes, you know, quality weapons. And I thought, I want to help everybody. And TikTok is a wonderful way for people not to feel alone. So you make these videos and anybody who's watching, it's like, hey, I've always kind of wanted to hit nerds. You know how I can do that? Like, and they don't feel alone. They have sure. a community. Um, and Dyer Baker and I have been working on the Come Try LARP site. So we refer people, which is wonderful because it's a tool of like, these are their practices. This is a Facebook Yeah, it's group. definitely awesome. Holy crap, it's 30 yeah. minutes from your house and you're sure. meeting all of these wonderful like-minded people. Great exercise. There's so many things. So most of the time when people like ask questions, they're more tentative. They're like, is this a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. And there's so many people like you, and we're just waiting to meet you. Sure. You know, it's a great community. No, and it encompasses so many things. For one thing, of course, it's an athletic mm-hmm. uh, sort of thing. If you've, if you've seen the TikTok or you've seen our mus- or, uh, YouTube videos, mm-hmm. you'll see that this is not like any other LARP. It's, it's extremely fast-paced. It's, uh, as we've been talking about with multiple people, there's a lot of conditioning mm-hmm. that goes into that. But like you said, there's also this community aspect. Right. Like camping in the woods with your friends. Under the around. stars. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Drums going. Mm-hmm. And, and there's art. So if you're not into fighting, there's other ways to connect to the community and to learn different skills. That's one thing mm-hmm. what made Ragnarok so cool. They have classes right. for everything. So yeah. even if you're, you know, a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other into this and you're not, mm-hmm. you still have a way to be involved in the community, which is fun because a lot of sports... Like, you cheer your person on, but that's about as far as it goes. Observers participate. Correct, yeah. yeah. And, and non-coms can participate by heralding and helping out the game in other yeah. ways. Sure. It's kind of like you're on a team, but the season doesn't really end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's always going. Until you just keep on going, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some people do everything. Some people make their own garb, and right. their own weapons and all that, but... Most of us, myself included, Me. trust people <laughs> who are far more skilled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is the so, idea I had in my head. I like the reblade mine, uh, you know, <laughs> with the reblade kits. That, that's pretty useful, but yeah, yeah definitely have to, I have to buy one occasionally for sure. Definitely. So the familiarity, that, that's another good point. Like, mm-hmm. if you've got a good weapon, if you've got a good bow, if you've got a good sword, mm-hmm. um, obviously you want to keep a hold of that. Yes. Obviously it's something yeah. that you want to kind of preserve. You were talking about reblading a weapon. Yes. Um, how do you make sure that it's... The, the right way afterwards is there like a technique for that uh i mean 
a lot of things nowadays are pretty uniform. Like you can kind of tell like if that's an old school weapon or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just make sure it's safe. After you've been playing it for a while and taught, you then you know it works. Sure. In terms of checking the weapons, someone will definitely teach people if they ask for sure. Mm-hmm. You gotta get reused to the the weight and the distribution. Yeah, for me, I'm not the the best at it, but like you know, I, I just make it serviceable mm-hmm. for myself. Uh, but you know, slowly over time, it adds a little bit of weight to it and there's a little bit less balance. Perfect. No, I, and uh, I'm assuming the arrows are yes. the same way, and, and they drop and fly differently. Oh, and absolutely. A familiarity. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. archery is the most dangerous part of the game. Sure. Without a doubt. So, anyone who arches it's something that not to go into lackadaisical because mm-hmm. you could actively hurt someone if you're being unsafe. Sure. Um, just by, like, Sorry. not doing enough to protect the community. He's trying to give you a pop circle. <laughs> Let him give you a pop circle. <laughs> this is important. Um, so that's why, you know, arrows are the most rigorously tested, and they can break in the middle of any battle ever. So sure. it's up to archers to not only check, spot check their things before they shoot it, mm-hmm. um, but to to make sure that you're not overdrawing. Right. You can chip teeth, black eyes, broken noses, all because you're more focused on getting the shot off than the player in front of you's safety. So we, you have a lot a lot of responsibility as an archer. Sure. Um, but yeah, the most important thing to invest in is modular heads, because uh, those shafts, baby, you can buy them, you shoot them once, and some, some lovely fighter steps on it, it shatters. That's the name of the game, we get that. So you just pop that head off, stick it on a new shaft, and you're good to go. Um, so they are a lifesaver. But in the past, they weren't like that. No, there yeah. was no such thing as modular. So when it was dead, you cried, because that was it. That's all you had. <laughs> that was it, and yeah. no matter how pretty it was, it, that was it, the end of that. And bows, they last a very long time, depending on how you treat them, keep them out of heat cold all that fun stuff and they're a really good investment so if you're combat arching i would spend less money on a bow because if people are actively swinging at that bad boy but for me i spent 300 on mine my little horse hair um and so when someone runs up i'm like take me instead for the love of god <laughs> just like run bow i got this it's fine bruises heal they don't and they're very pissy about it um, my first bow, it was, it died after 10 years, it cracked, um, so I hung it on my wall, and I was like, well, you deserve to be memorialized, because sure. of all the death you've Hell lived yeah. over the years, but yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you on those modular arrowheads, yes. so, like, I, I've got some myself, and, uh, who do you go for, two for yours? So, Borg, actually, Borg, mm-hmm. I helped right. the design the ones he uses now. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because right. over time, um, if it's, you know, the, if it's not sturdy enough, a few steps on it, and the foam separates, and you're just like, oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, my whole thing is longevity and flight. <laughs> it's like work, arrow, work. It just, you know, like, it, modular is great because you can just take it off and put it on a new shaft, so. Absolutely. And keep on going. Absolutely. Um, so, Shay, you do a lot of the TikTok, yeah. uh, like we were talking about, and I was watching it on the field earlier, and it, it seems very involved. It seems yeah. like you're out there and, and you're, you're engaging constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, where do you get the energy for this? Oh, God. So, um, me. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> I know I don't brag, but I'm kind of above everyone else. No. Um, Naturally. Just, just half, like, I have a lot of energy, period. And being around people hypes me even more. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly because, as you, even as we discussed earlier, this is one of our first events back after the pandemic. So, right. the amount of energy and happiness of seeing mm-hmm. people I don't even know. Yeah. I'm just happy they're here, yeah, and yeah. they're all smiling and having a great time, and mm-hmm. they remembered what we yeah. lost, you know? And we um, ran Orc Wars yeah. down in uh, South Carolina, where we're from. Um, that's, a, that's a really good event, too, at Eastwind. Um, oh, we, 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 we ran that one, so that, that, was, that was really fun. It was, it was good. 
Yeah, and I run the scenarios for Orc Wars and all that stuff, so I, right. I'm the mastermind behind the battle. Yeah, a little um, less pressure yeah. having, you know, when you go to another event, you don't have to we're You don't have to run it, so. you just show up and have fun. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, when you are running those events, you mm-hmm. mentioned coming up with the scenarios. Yeah. The scenarios can be really fun. It can be a, a, mm-hmm. an outstanding way to engage, and, like, we, we love yes. going out there and just doing a, a straight line fight. Yes. each other. But the scenarios also are kind of cool, mm-hmm. but I've been to some events where it's entirely too complicated. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you, want, you don't want it too complicated for sure. I stick, for my scenarios, I'm like, hmm, okay. What do people play often? What do they understand? Everybody understands Capture the Flag. They play it on Halo, Call of Duty, you name it. There's always a Capture the Flag. There's also Escort the Payload thing where you have to stand next to something and it moves. Right. Simple rules, simple lines on the map. Don't make it complicated. Oh, can we go that way? You'll know if there's tape. Yeah. yeah, you can or cannot. If you have because a bridge, you want to also have some fuel on the side. So yeah. if they don't want to fight in the bridge, they can fight on the side. not everybody right. likes the bridge. Yeah. But for those who do... Respawn is really good for uh, new fighters, for sure. Right. Shit, and so and can... I think whenever you... Ha- and this is my personal opinion. Whenever you have battles that only have one life, mm-hmm. people are more stiff. Oh, sure. They're like, oh, you know, this matters. We're trying hard. Ah! But <laughs> but on res battles, you're like, I'm going to do some goofy. Right. We'll see what spin sticks. Spin to win. I'm going to spin. I'm going to try to let you. I'm going to do a cartwheel. Like, back you just have more fun. Right. I'll be back in any second. Um, and I think you're a little more willing to experiment more because in trying new things because you know it's okay I'm just one spawn away everything's and it keeps it more fluid mm. and then when someone dies early they don't have to sit there for 30 minutes while the other people are like play it safe sure. don't go that way come back and you're just like yeah. hurry up and die I want to play <laughs> Tao you know <laughs> I drove 14 hours I want to play Tao you know right. um, but yeah like yeah. it's fun you know. fun for both ways it's just Correct. I think for newer fighters the, the res is not the res battle is really nice for, for that and, and it can be very discouraging for newer fighters when they die a lot and sure. then have to wait a lot because they're like, dang, like, I'm not going to get better. <gasps> um, but yeah, I, I really love running simple things. Capture flag is my favorite, and we actually made our life size flags for the oh, fighters to nice. run with. And one of them was the Eye of Sauron and then Gondor. Uh, Gondor. Yeah. Awesome. So that was amazing. And um, oh, yeah. well, people were just sprinting the with the flag and they're like, what? you know, hype train. And I love portal battles too, where you yeah. fight in the circle, and when the drums stop beating, the time's done, sure. and you count who's left. And Classic, it, cool. Yeah, and it, and also for those people who are more into the role play side, they're like, I'm gonna be the flag carrier. Right. That is my job, sure. and they're so good at it. They're, maybe they're not gonna hold the line, but they'll run the shit out of that flag, baby. <laughs> sure. They'll run that bomb right in there. Don't you worry. That, that gives them a way to feel like they've succeeded, Correct. even if they're not the best in the line. Right, and they're all playing on the same team. Yeah, it's like, it's like team tactics. Yeah, 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 for sure. And that, you know, so also what I try to do is if someone's like just struggling and they've been shot a lot, I'm like, listen, if you come across me, ignore me because I'm not aiming at you. You've you've walked up and got shot immediately 17 times. I am not your problem. (laughs) Try to have fun. I'm so sorry you're getting pin cushion. And especially red users, they're just like, (sighs) kill me. (laughs) Right, right. Well, that was a nice Because they can't can't swing with the arrow. They have to block it with a shield. Right. (laughs) So they're just kind of like Jesus Hilton. Block something, God, block something. Uh, either way. Well, you had mentioned Team Tactics, mm-hmm. and y'all are the first members of the Sons of Terror that we've had uh, on the show before. Oh, well, it's been a long time since we've been here. Okay. Uh, a couple years ago, Bell, Grimm, mm-hmm. I think Cavell, and a few others came out mm-hmm. a couple years ago. And then prior to that, last time me and Shay were here, I believe it was 2010 or 2011. Oh, okay. It's been a long time. Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah. Well, do the Sons of Terror get together more, like down in the southeast? Oh, we're we're from Columbia. The majority of us are from Columbia, South Carolina. So oh, that's God. like, we do monthly battles there that they're called musters. Um, Aiden's the the chieftain, our leader, um, and then Bronze second in second in command, mm-hmm. 
Um, but it's it's kind of like it's a it's a team, but it's also like a, a family, you know. Sure. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've been you know <laughs> traveling together, having fun, just killing and chilling for years. Well, basically. these are life friends, you know. Right, yeah. right, right, right. They end up being oh, your family. Yeah. Aiden married us at our wedding, mm-hmm. and all oh, yeah. of our brides and groomsmen and all yeah. the fun stuff. We're all members of the unit. So and most are, like, are and like yeah. like ninety percent of our leather is made by uh, Braun. Uh, yeah. So Dam- Damon's been working on it too as Correct. well. Yeah, Damon's been getting really good too. Mm-hmm. I think everybody sells them. Yeah, wear. it's fun. Like I like I like working on leather too. I'm I'm just too impatient, so my lines aren't. <laughs> <good>. <laughs> this line straight back. This line. Yeah, yeah. How do they do this? But yeah, yeah. Bronze made a lot a lot of our chess pieces. I just, mm-hmm. you know, need to lose a quivers, few more pounds before yeah. I can fit back into it. <laughs> wow, that is fantastic. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the that's the quiver he so made. This is my animal, and that's Hunter's Rams Wolf mm-hmm. right there. I know y'all can't see this right now, but her quiver is outstanding. <laughs> oh yeah, right yeah. And then Damon, and made, she'll let me. I might. And Damon made the bell. And then our saying of Tara Gabroth, which is yeah. our goddess. You know, yep. Tara forever is what it says there. Mm-hmm. And then feathers, because my spirit animal, mm-hmm. um, which is given to you, is like a gift from your son. It's like when you graduate into the unit, oh, yeah. you're given oh, yeah. an animal. Which yeah, yeah. Like your, so, I'm like the deal. wolf right here with this. And you're, and you're gifted right your torque yeah. as well. Yeah. She's a raven, yeah. So, like, I, I don't have too many feather things, but I feel like as an archer, I'm watching over my, my family. Sure. So I like to have them on me. So, like, you know, that's Ramon's wolf and mm-hmm. Bell's ram, bronze boar. Right on. And then um, yep, Grimm's, Grimm's bull. bull and Damon's hound and Rowan's hawk. So I like oh, to yeah. keep them. Keep that thing on me. Yeah, yeah. as we'll remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. still with me, even if they're not here. Yeah. <laughs> So the, the Sons of Tarot, is there a particular style that you all use on the field? Are you more line fighters, flankers, wolf hackers? I mean, we've done all of it, but we, we definitely are really good at flanking. Uh, I would say kill squads. Yeah, kill squads. Just, just going off together and, mm-hmm. and who works best together. And we kind of understand, like, I do not fight well with, with Ramon. I never have. Like, okay. I don't know if it's... We both want to just... I, I, know, I, I, have, I don't know. I like we don't to have a synergy. I'm not good at just standing and guarding, you know. I want to go and, like... I don't need your guard. I want to run some lines, you know. <laughs> I want to go... Hey, especially with Resbot, I want to go run and he wants to run do some lines. Do a little little sword dance, you know. Mm-hmm. A big, slow, rolling one with barrel rolls. <laughs> he does barrel rolls. Yeah. I don't know if there's too many Dark Souls, but he's like, if I roll, this will increase my <laughs> yeah. chances of winning. Been lucky with the yeah, the ankle sprains. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't jinx it. Remember <laughs> that you're right. Injuries are, are a thing in this sport. We have, we have to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Stretching. Sure. Stretching, conditioning, hydrating. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And just and just knowing when not to continue pushing your body because it goes by so fast. You're out there for hours in the sun. You're not doing as much as you need to conditioning wise. And then that day you're like, I feel like a train hit me. <laughs> what have I done? Well, you didn't eat for 12 hours and you've never seen water, so I don't know. Well, it's impossible what you to drink enough water. I feel like Absolutely. you could just get an IV. Sweat it out. Know. Especially down here, like a yes. lot of our listeners. Are from all over the world, but if you mm-hmm. haven't been to the American South, um, it is a sauna uh-huh. with bath water that pours down upon you. And if you dig heat and humidity like this lizard, <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, my and there's plenty of not. bugs which you enjoy also yes. as a lizard. Yes. Sure. <laughs> They're the size of cans. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they yeah, laugh. It's not really an off season for uh, fighting. You can yeah. fight whenever you want. Yeah. Well, that's nice because again, I come up from Montana, and there's six, five months out of the year where we don't fight outside because mm. once it drops below fifty, these weapons turn into bricks. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And seriously, do some damage. Yeah. Um, recovering from that though, have you ever had any injuries? 
from this? Uh, yeah, I've had a, a bruised cornea from a javelin. Oh my. So I couldn't see mm -hmm. out of my right eye for a couple days. Wow. Um, and then I got a helmet, so yay for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Wedding present, Brian kicked some ass with that. Yeah, yeah. My, my wedding present, he yeah. got me a helmet. I'm like, blessed. I like wearing mine just even, you know, just to make it, if you do get in the head, it doesn't hurt as bad. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, even, even just a blue or a red, yeah, just yeah. something to slough it off. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. It won't hurt as bad, yeah. yeah. And I've had, like, some people wear goggles. It's good to get some goggles right. if you're worried about that, for sure. And I've had, like, black eyes and, oh, yeah. like, um, We've been fairly... But, uh, but, but fairly lucky, knock on wood. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, My, mostly for me, it's no been, breaks. like, ankle sprains, I guess. That's the, That's been the main thing for me, but calf lifts is... I've really helped with that. And hurting uh, your back from rolling all the time. But I, not I did my back, but I don't think it's from that. You know. <laughs> well, I can't be it. I like to do some fun stuff, you know. Right. Some weird spins. Just roll with people. we got to enjoy ourselves out there. Keep 100%. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, there's no coach out there telling you what to do, so have some roll. fun. Roll! <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> coach, we didn't talk about this. So if you guys are open to talking about it, again, the Sons of Terror sound really fascinating. Is there, is there like, I'm sure there's a history to your unit and there's a, a kind of a process to a joining and being a part of it. Uh, do you want to share any of that with us? Uh, we, I mean, I, I don't, I, I don't want to share. I'm not, I'm not the leader, so I want to share so many specifics. Uh, sure, Aiden yeah, is. Sure. Um, yeah, Aiden is. But yeah, we, it, we, we believe in like kind of... Uh, Quality good, over quantity. To be good yeah. on and off the field. Yeah, so you're yeah, a good yeah. fighter, but are you a good person? Right. Yeah, yeah. You gotta, you you gotta, you gotta get feel. along with everybody. Just like you gotta camp with them. Right, you gotta yeah, camp yeah. with them. You like our whole thing is when someone is a ghillie, which is basically where you're an initiate. Um, mm -hmm. It's catered to what your weaknesses are, whether that be in your personal life. It doesn't like. Like, oh, we could deal, dial down the attitude or whatever. Everybody has things they can grow and get better. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Every single one of us. It, yeah, it, it can take a couple years. It could, you know, it just depends. Mm -hmm. Sure. But yeah, yeah, we have a really tight, tight knit group. What was, and he was here first, very much so. So I was in the first batch. Aiden, first batch. Aiden, okay. Aiden created it. Yeah. So how old is the unit at this point? Uh, Sons of Terra. We, I think Aiden started in 2004. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, I started fighting in sometime in 2005. Um, but it's been a good run. <laughs> really fun. It is. Life-changing. And our sure. colors, it's like fantasy Celt, so we have like the, yeah, know, the yeah. Holy Trinity and yeah. green and white are the main colors. Yeah, and the, highlights the of the gold. A yeah. little bit of maroon Kishan. here and there. I love your colors, by the way. Thank you. Oh, thanks. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. and then uh, Albion is the Trio flag. That's the, mm -hmm. that's the realm symbol. Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. uh, we have other units as well. In there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and Albion there? Yes. Yes. Um, I think it's Albion. It kind of depends if you get everyone out. We have like our, our monthly day battles that has around 25 people average, I would say. Sure. Which for us feels really good, and I mean, you can have some really good fun fights with that. Yeah, and as yeah you but we're not, we're not huge though, yeah. Right. Honestly, like, in, in the state of South Carolina, it's not that huge either in terms of, you know, population. So, I feel like for the size of it, we have good numbers. Yeah, um, sure. Yeah, yeah. And you they, produce some quality fighters. Every, every time I look out there and I see the, the Celtic knot that you all have, it's always yeah. somebody whooping. Oh, we, oh, yeah, we try to. Um... Lockwall, the unit down in Charleston, we're really close with them. They're um, they're in Albion as well, and uh, we love going down there to practice with them too. But they they, they drive up up to Columbia. They're about an hour and a half away, or a little further, practices. depending on where you are. But yeah, right, right, right. and then uh, a few other people up in the the north part of the state as well, and they come down and fight too. Right. And sometimes people come from Atlanta and other places. In Asheville, they come down really hard too. That's from the Valley of Ashes. Yeah, yeah, those guys are awesome too. 
Well, I, it, you, I feel like you guys are so lucky on this part of the country. I, I come from Montana, and the nearest realm to us is six hours away. Oh that's crazy. Goodness. Yeah, that's crazy. But then I came here, like I was living in Durham, Marion. Like I could have gone to an event every single weekend within a three month, three hour. Race. Yeah, yeah. Natural. So I'm sure natural. Cool. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. This whole area is probably really good for that too. There's also a lot of amp guard too to cross game. Mm -hmm. yeah. Lots of cross game. I mean, we're very spoiled in the southeast. <laughs> we do. We like Real to cross game a lot too. Uh, say, oh my gosh. Like Florida, that's only seven hours. Saddle up, we get a van. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're we're doing really tight with a lot of people okay. down in Florida too. Yeah. yeah. Right. What in Georgia? Okay. Like literally <laughs> up and down southeast, we're like so, mm -hmm. so really, spoiled. Really close with Kodos. Like. <laughs> yeah. Which are people you need to interview? Also, if you haven't, Kodos. Kodos. Uh, yeah. Picnic. Yes. Picnic, picnic and Gord. Yeah. Um, a few of them are here. Yeah. It stands for the Keepers of the Obsidian Stag, yeah. and they're based in Florida. Yeah. So a lot of their lore is just really cool, and how they do things. They go hard in everything. Like they have a designated chef. Yeah, they look really good too. I'm yeah. like, we gotta get one of those. But that would mean cooking and doing stuff, and we just want to fight. <laughs> so a lot of times we're like, you yeah, know, we should have that, and they're like, yeah, but that would involve not fighting. And they're like, oh, we can't do it then. I know the thing about being an older unit for that reason is we've got a bunch of older folks who don't fight anymore, right. so they get to be the grill tenders, yes. which is nice. Which is <laughs> nice. It's like, ooh, something to look forward to, for sure. Thankful, definitely, for that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, um, is there anything else you'd like to say to the listeners before we wrap it up here? If you haven't tried it, you absolutely need to. Right. You won't regret it. What was that uh, <laughs> website that you had talked about? Cometrylarp.com. Cometrylarp.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes, it's great to find a practice near you for Ampgard, Bellegarth, Daggy here. Other foam games, even, other LARPs. Um, even other, live steals even, are included yeah. as well, and right. Boo Hurt Soft and other touch things. LARPs, like any of that, mm -hmm. is all on that site, so you can find a prize nearby you. It's, it's incredible. It's it's basically a, it's a living map that constantly updates and changes. Mm -hmm. Useful. So it's, if you, if you have a realm, you definitely want to contact uh, Come Try LARP to get it added up there. Correct. And it also yeah, has cool. a leaders and all their contact information, so if you're super new, this is it has a designated person waiting for you, which Perfect. is mm -hmm. awesome. So a lot of times it's how do we get started? Yeah. Who do we talk to? Ah! Yeah, yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, really and cool for sure, I would I would recommend like just trying whatever, like get out of your box, try Ampguard, try Bellagarth, try Dag, or whatever soft touch LARP. You're gonna find some fun there. For sure. Yeah. And then uh, Shay, before we leave, I want to get your handle so folks can follow oh, you on TikTok. Sure, it's uh, at Shay Terrason. <laughs> Shay You got it. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Yes, for the of interview. course. Thank you for nice having us. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. And. So here with me right now, we have Nua of Nua Talk Gaming. Nua, uh, it's excellent to have you on the show. Thank you for having me, Mr. Miller. It is wonderful to be here. So we were talking earlier about uh, like positivity and wargaming, but first let's talk, start off, what is your experience with wargaming? Um, for the most part, my it's a very light experience. I mostly do it with MOBAs, which is multi-online battle arenas. Um, generally, most of it translates over with flanking, positioning, uh, timing of attacks, and moving together as a unit of five. Um, some games have that larger scale, uh, but that is my experience mostly in Morgan. Okay. <clears throat> now, as we said before, you also run your own Twitch stream, is that right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now, a lot of American Twitch artists or Twitch streamers, they tend to go toward the more extreme sort of thing, almost like a, a negativity that's kind of being cultivated almost as a, a persona. Do you agree with the way that this, this trend is? Not, not really. Where I understand how there's always a persona that deviates from us and that we hold ourselves to professional standards, 
it's very easy, sadly, in the U.S. for us to fall into a negative persona because it's what people enjoy. Sure. They like cocky, arrogant people that can back up what they're saying. <clears throat> sure. Even when they're not actually negative, but, they, but they're creating that negative environment. Mm. And, and I'm assuming that this perpetuates it, not just at the top, not with these personas, but it kind of trickles down. And so you have this negativity that kind of permeates gaming society. And it's something that happens with any anything in the world that has a class-based system, that has a ranking system. Mm. Uh, this person is above you because of X rank here. Um, and that's gonna, that'll always be an issue. It'll be an internal struggle with those uh, such as myself that focus on more positive uh, oriented or comp uh, positive competitivity. Mm -hmm. um, but it does trickle down and it's actually, because uh, they're, you know, the, the old saying, well, the old wise saying, monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that means we will mimic what we see. And if that is the top, if that is what our top is doing, that's what they're going to do to the bottom. Absolutely. Uh, the whole way down. So, Nua, Nua Talk Gaming, it's <laughs> in a completely different direction from that, correct? Uh, yes, 100%. We... Uh, like I heard uh, already, the coin phrase that we're going to go with is positive, uh, positive competitivity. Mm. Um, and it is essentially at its core, we're not gatekeeping. We're not here. Uh, if someone's learning and actively trying, we're here to kind of guide, you know, uh, re-innovate. And even myself as a whole, I'm still learning uh, how to even push this process forward. Because sure. uh, we're, we're human. We're mm -hmm. all human. But there comes a point where we can say also, this isn't right. There's a better way to communicate. Mm -hmm. um, hospitality is a wonderful actual correlation to this, actually. Um, hospitality, no matter what people throw at these people, mm -hmm. they don't break. Right. Uh, they, the, one of my favorite uh, analogies uh, from speakers in hospitality will use is water off a duck's back. Um, and it's that see what they're trying to say, not what they're actually saying. Right. Uh, you know, people who get online for the first time for the day, you know, this is... For them, they might have, might have had a long day. Mm -hmm. They spent a 16-hour shift. This is their first game of the day after that. Right, right. Um, and they're tired. Mm -hmm. And so all it takes is one little mistaken phrase to set them off. So understand when people are upset, they're not upset. Right. And it's especially not a Jew. For sure. <laughs> well, there is something to be said for just having a bad day. But, but kind of what New Talk Gaming sounds like is that you're trying to cut out that, that tone issue. You're trying to make sure that... People aren't letting that bleed over and, and the miscommunications that, that occur because of that. Um, one of my favorite things that uh, study in psychology and behaviorism, you know, um, there's 7% go into words, 33% go into tone, and 44%, if I've got these quotes right, it should be right, 44% um, goes in the body language. Okay. And gaming, you don't get to see body language. You're right. not seeing these... Uh, nonverbal cues to tell you, oh, this was not good to say or this isn't. Um, then you go to tone. Tone is everything. Mm -hmm. And when you can't see and the, you're only going off tone and words, the confusion can be endless. Yeah. Uh, people, and that's one of the biggest things that I think happens is it's miscommunications. And I've caught myself numerous times actually getting very upset at someone that just typed something out mm -hmm. and they weren't even being malicious with it. It was, hey, this could have been done this way. Right. But I took immediate offense due to the culture that came from gaming. And that's when I was like, that's when in my head I wanted to flip the switch. Right. I wanted to flip the script, not continue with this negativity. Sure. Well, how, how does uh, Nua talk uh, gaming? How does that 
accomplish it? What is what are your kind of uh, what's your plan for making sure that that happens? Well, on top, uh, any gaming community is successful also by how successful the players are. Sure. Um, so no matter how much I can preach positive competitivity, if there's no no backing behind it, it's useless. Um, I've got pledges with my community currently where we are pledging to hit certain ranks uh, in league currently this season um, to back up the claims that you can still be competitive, but you can be positive. Right. Um, and those are, the, those are just the beginning of an entire group. I've only been, to give a little background on me, I've only been doing this for about three months now, mm -hmm. which is crazy to think about in three months it spiraled uh, this way. But we're about 132 followers strong. Nice. Um, if any of you know anything about Twitch, you know you don't get your payout till 100. Right. We've already hit that payout not once, but we're about to hit it twice nice. in that three-month period. Um, that shows the amount of people that are willing to support this new style of gaming. Um, my Twitch streams, I stream twice a week, mm -hmm. um, and it's nothing about positivity. It's about, it's still competitive, still learning mm -hmm. an environment there, but if someone's wrong, it's not, you did this to mistake, you know, you did this to mistake to destroy my game. Mm -hmm. It's a, the policy is they're learning too. Sure. Because no one in any beginning of a game knows what they're doing. No, yeah, Just no. like no one in life. I mean. It, we all take baby steps to begin with. Yeah. <laughs> Mine, smaller than others. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you touch on an excellent point there as well, where we're talking about, it's not just for encouraging people to get better, but it's also encouraging people to stick around. You yes. know, because retention in, in a lot of these gaming communities is not very high, simply because of the players who are already there. And it's specifically that toxicity, as we call it in the gaming community. It's very toxic, um, and a lot of people will correlate this with fandoms. Um, certain groups that like certain TV shows, they'll say, are toxic or weird. Um, and where weird isn't a bad word, it's uh, just some of the things that have been spread around communities. Uh, toxicity is the one that really hits me home. Mm. Um, some of the most popular streamers in games today... Um, have a bad habit of being toxic. Mm -hmm. um, I think we can all think of one or two people who do that. <laughs> I'm sure if I could sit here, I could name about five or six. Um, but that's, But you know what? I'm not upset for what they've done. If you think about it, they've coined a persona mm -hmm. in a market that was not explored and still is not very explored. Esports and gaming as a whole is still a community that has not been really explored for business purposes here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, we have our standard gaming uh, teams. You know, we've got C9 is one that's really big. They transcend into Hearthstone, Magic, League, Dota. You can name it. They, they've got teams and everything. And where that's great, um, I still think we're missing something. Sure. Uh, a special touch in pro play for games that uh, people miss, and it's uh, positivity. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that that's what should be we should look for, but teamwork is important. And if you can't stow your ego to win a couple hundred thousand dollars, then I, there's some problems in that sure. community. Personally, absolutely. Oh, and, and you and you bring up an excellent point that in a lot of a lot of circles in American gaming, it's all about the individual. It's yeah. all about solo. What can I do? How many kills can I get? Yeah. Whereas in other places where it's more communal, where it's more team-based, it's how we do as a people. Like, I lived in a fighter house at one point. Mm -hmm. And when we were doing that, we all got exponentially better because we were able to kind of play off of each other. And it helped that a lot of us were in the same unit. Yeah. So, like, that made our teamwork, it, it, even within the unit, so much better. And I feel like we're missing that in American gaming. 
We are a lot of um, a lot of teams. Uh, a lot of teams will do what is called team houses, um, where they teams will live together, play together. Uh, but sometimes they are allowed to have their spouses. Sometimes they're not. Mm. Um, it depends on the situation and the severity. Random girlfriend you picked up along the way, probably not. Yeah. Uh, but your fiance <laughs> or wife, there's exceptions usually made. But the big thing that holds those differently is still the mentality. It's not necessarily, team housing is great, and it does work when everybody wants it. Right. Um, but if the team, if there's just one individual in teams like that, that won't stow the ego, that won't accept, okay, it's time to grow. You know, um, and I'm not saying American teams aren't ready for that. They're trying. Sure. But there's still something missing, and I right. think it's that is what I think is missing that would set uh, American teams up for success more. Sure. And, and having that, uh, that broader base to recruit from, too, as we talked about retention. Yeah. Um, you know, er earlier today I was talking with a coworker of yours, and she was talking about how the gatekeeping is within you know, the nerd community, how she goes into a, a comic book store and immediately feels like an outsider. Yep. You know, she tries to join in a D&D &D group and is immediately told, oh, no, we're full, like sort of thing. And so she yep. hasn't been able to engage with something that really brings her joy. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that's not, not just within, like, the comic books or the D&D &D scene, but it's kind of a problem throughout all of the stuff that we do. Oh, I cannot deny that. Uh, specifically, the one game that I'm mostly interested in brewing is League of Legends. There is such a high skill floor and such a huge knowledge gap. Like, your, your ceiling um, is really high on when the game can uh, change right. for you. Um, you could spend a year of time in that game and still know a drop in the ocean, essentially, as they would say, sure. to how the game could be played. And then there's other people that pick up on it right away, mm. but uh, where mechanically they save themselves, where, again, still the knowledge isn't there, mm. and vice versa. There's people that are good at different things, but at its crux... It takes time. Anything, yeah. anything that you want to commit to like this just takes time. Um, and that's something that I wish we could have more of across the board to fix those communities. Because there's people that will join, my, myself included, actually. It took me um, about two and a half, three years after I made my account mm -hmm. to really get into the game. Because I was, I was gatekeeped out almost a bit. I would attempt to play, and the people I play with would be like, "You might just want to slash mute all mm -hmm. and ignore everybody in chat." And I would ask, them, "I was like, why? Couldn't they say something important?" Um, well, just a little history on that. I was probably like three weeks in, mm -hmm. and I was playing by myself. I was trying to destroy. I, I lost. I lost pretty heavy. <laughs> oh, sure. yeah, I was yeah. destroyed in the lane that I was in. <laughs> I was trying to play mid lane. It's a hard lane. Um, when you're a new person because you're usually playing against people that are very much more experienced. Oh, sure. They take that lane because they're good and because they know what they want to do. And, and for those of you who are not familiar with League of Legends, there are three different lanes that connect the two different bases, and in between all of that, you have what's called the jungle. Yes, right? yes, the jungle. Um, and in the jungler, generally, you've got the five roles. Um, your marksman and your support are in the bot lane. They try to keep the support keeps the marksman alive so they can do heavy damage later game. Mm -hmm. Mid lane is anywhere from an assassin to a mage, which essentially means they just kind of, uh, one's an AP scaling threat, the other's a snowballing threat. Mm -hmm. Your top lanes uh, are your bruisers and tanks, and your junglers kind of run in between all three and try to somehow piece together what has happened. Uh, 
uh, but mostly to help out and try to end towards the end goal, which is similar to capture the flag in a sense. Sure. You just get to the enemy base, and that's that's pretty much the game. So. I am a neophyte, and I'm sure some of our listeners are neophytes, too. You just used a lot of terms that went over my head. Correct. What, what is a bruiser? What is what, what are these different roles that we're talking about, and how do they kind of work together? So a lot of them you can even co coordinate to uh, MMORPG-type standards. Um, a bruiser is going to be your mix between tank and damage. Mm -hmm. um, your, you know, your marksmen are going to be anything from your archers to your gunners. Um, mm -hmm. And your supports can be things from like enchanters. We could go back to tanks. Sure. Um, but there's even full damage supports that are full on assassins. Mm -hmm. um, so if you would any think of League like an MMO to an extent. Mm -hmm. You still get your gold. You still get your gear. You're still leveling up. Um, the difference is you've just got locked in champions. Right. And of course it's in a MOBA, so it's in a third person setting from that side. Um, but how they all correlate is really up to the players. Mm. Um, you can have a full bruiser team that has no gap close or no engage whatsoever, but if your positioning's good, you run down anybody in the game. Oh. Um, there's all, dozens of ways to play the game. That's the beauty of strategy games. Now, if someone's smart and they understand your strategy, that's a different story. I mean, you're not going to win with the same strategy twice. Sure. And I never believe you will. Um, people are always growing and adapting, and uh, the knowledge when, when this game came out, uh, which was... I've only been playing for about a year and a half, just okay. to give some uh, information on that for me. My fiance has been playing since it was released. And you're, you're still achieving Diamond League from what you were saying before. Um, so I am uh, still, I'm shooting for gold this season, to okay. be accurate. Um, uh, to be more accurate, I was, last season I ended in silver. Okay. Uh, nothing impressive, but it goes back to our goal. We have grandmasters in my server, I have diamonds in my server, I have plats in my server, mm -hmm. uh, because they even they believe does, no matter how high up you go, the mentality has to change. Yeah. Um, and so, and they're backing a silver player. So one of my big pledges that we discussed is hitting those goals. Work. Um, so for me specifically, I'm shooting for gold this season, um, or higher. Um, gold or higher is the goal. And then we're going to keep shooting even past that, mm -hmm. um, no matter how fast we make it. I had two goals for this season. One was to hit gold in TFT, which mm -hmm. is another... Uh, for those of you that don't know TFT, it's Teamfight Tactics. Mm -hmm. It's an auto chess-based strategy game. You can see tons of variants of auto chess out there, um, but it's just League's uh, connection game to that. Um, I hit gold in that just last night. Oh, nice. Congratulations. Uh, I, thank you, thank you. Uh, but that's the point of showing that that's me hitting the gold. That was my first one. Mm -hmm. and my next one is going over to Summoner's Rift and hitting as high as I can go with that this season. Perfect. Um, because... Talk is cheap. It is. <laughs> well, got to put your money where your mouth is. And you know. I can talk all day long about positive competitivity, but unless, until I put it to the test, mm -hmm. until you guys get to see the action, mm -hmm. you know, it's just words. Sure. Uh, like we said, 7% is words, 33% is tone, 44% is body language. When leading is all about following up. With yes. those words. And, and it's nice to see this sort of change occurring in communities. I know that within the Warhammer 40k community, we have people like Skari and uh, Nick Nadavati yep. who are extremely positive, who are, who are very good competitors and also very good sportsmen. Yep. And, and they set a good example for the rest of us to follow. And so it's really nice to hear that even within other communities, they're attempting to do the exact same thing. And especially with the market like League of Legends, uh, that's very saturated, by the way. We, we, we won't even try to kid how saturated we are with the amount of League streamers there is out there. I'm not going to lie to you. I can, uh, <laughs> I can probably count on my hand the amount of people that I know and uh, 
that are streaming league currently that are my friends that are trying to do a sim similar thing. Not exactly, but right. they're trying to make it in there. But the difference here is we're not just trying to build one community within league. We're trying to expand. Uh, NTG, which is the initials for New Talk Gaming, mm -hmm. is wanting to change it across the board. We're talking Dota to Hearthstone to, uh, if you guys know Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Masters mm -hmm. to all the way to uh, even Call of Duty. It doesn't matter. The Competitive esports is where you're at. Correct. And that's what we're aiming for. Okay. We're looking for all types of talent to work with. Because I said, we're a, growing we're a growing community and we're a growing business. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing that's different from a lot of streaming. We're a business. Um, within the next couple of weeks, we actually will be launching our website, which is very exciting. Uh, very scary, too, <laughs> oh, sure, sure. Um, because we weren't uh, expecting to be three months in needing a website and uh, hey. to promote everything. Um, we are doing, there will be mock-ups on the website for items that we are potentially wanting to move forward and sell, as there's a little shameless plug in here. I oh, you got it. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> but the big point of that is to, the website is also serve is as a window into our community. Right. You're going to see everything from intro videos to what our about is and where we're striving. Okay. Um, and that's what we're excited to promote. Not just Twitch, not just Discord. Um, and to that posit competitive positivity end, my favorite thing that I have to give credit to my admins for, um, when they asked me, what can we do for this Discord? What do you want? Um, here's things that weren't popular in our other channels. And they brought up a mental health section, sure. a mental wellness section in our Discord, where you can sit there in one spot that says, I need a friend. Hmm. And we have that in there where that someone doesn't matter. The, uh, we don't have an age restriction. We usually work with everything from high schoolers to college to working adults. Right. Um, but you have a place you can go and seek guidance from someone maybe a little older and wiser, maybe someone who could relate to what you're in. But we're opening that door for not just growth and learning in gaming, but growth as a person. Just straight up mentorship. Yeah. yeah. No, it's outstanding. And, and I, like I said, I think that's something that we need to see uh, in a more positive direction because it can only lead to good things. You know, if we're including more and more people, that means we're including more and more talent, which makes our, our environment so much richer. Because um, as I've said before on the show, <clears throat> one of the common things I hear within Bellegarde is that women can't be good fighters. Is that they can't? Is they can't fight as well as men? And any of you who have gone against people like Wadu, um, or or, or um, oh my gosh, I'm spacing her name. She's one of the Kadin, and she's amazing with a spear. Y'all are going to crucify me on this one. Um, but but the, and, and, and there's just Acorn Roca. There are so many female fighters that that put that phenomenal. Yeah, exactly, and, yep. and, and it puts that to the absolute. Um, uh, discard pile. It's yep. totally false. And it's the same thing with any gaming community. Anybody can be good at this stuff as long as they're given the proper encouragement. Yeah, and I think the proper tools to succeed is an important thing to say too. Um, anybody can be... Actually, I want to... Like I said, my fiancé is the one who got me into the specific game that I'm kind of using to springboard my, te uh, my team and my business forward on. Uh, she's still better than me, by the way. <laughs> uh, if we were to have a 1v1 right now, she would beat me. Hands down about, I would say about one in every three fights or so. Um, she's very, very good. Very skilled at what she does. Now, could she tell you what to do after that lead? It's more intuitive for her? Yeah, for her, uh, mechanics, as we call it, oh. uh, are very easy for her. She spent years crafting and working on it. Mm. Where she falls short is on the macro. 
Okay. Uh, the kind of the strategy portion of it. Her her joke is, I just go pew pew. Because <laughs> uh, she plays a marksman, by the way. She lets her support do all the thinking and work. Uh, by the way, <clears throat> I get hit with the support role quite a bit with her. But, um, but you know, Klauswitz talks about that. Klauswitz says that you know certain people are good at certain things, and some people are fantastic in like a sergeant role, right on the ground, leading a platoon against a hill. <laughs> some people are more suited to the to the captain role, kind of directing that idea, and still other people are suited to a general role, hands off in the background, kind of giving various instructions. And so people shine in different areas. Correct, and I think that's something that kind of gets uh, thrown to the side, uh, especially with team sports, is you don't really think about how could this person, where they fit in. Right. Um, but to that end, uh, I have to, <laughs> I have a funny uh, part, almost, I think almost all my admins, except for the new mods that were coming in are mm. female. And they all beat about, pretty much about 80% of the guys in the yeah, server. That's right. Uh, that's just right. to throw that out there, <laughs> um, the concept of, and this is what I love about gaming, is it doesn't matter what you look like doesn't matter what you believe in, your gender, all these things, because all that matters in gaming communities is that you can do the job. Can you deliver? Can you deliver? And if the answer is yes, then they don't care. Outstanding. It's an amazing, it's an amazing, that's what I love about gaming, which fuels my passion for positivity in it. You can be anything, and at the same time, everything. Right. Um, and with those kind of concepts, it's a, Kind of nice to see that, you know, I'll throw a little background on me. I'm 5'4", guys. Uh, I'm a very short individual. <laughs> uh, and multiple people tower over me. But I get the opportunity to play the 6'7", uh, giant uh, bruiser who just walks up, grabs someone, and brings them over with no effort. Now, I will never know that feeling personally, <laughs> but it's, a, it's definitely an interesting feeling to be able to be like, I can do the things I want, Sure. and gaming allows that. Uh, yeah, and it, 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 this expression of self, the ability to connect with community, the ability to improve, uh, your, your, not just your ability at the particular game, but your confidence yep. in yourself. These are the things that these communities offer, and it should be open to everyone. Everyone, 100%. It doesn't matter if you're wanting to be better at the game or if you're just looking for someone to talk with. You know, and uh, one of my favorite things is also communication on the backside. If you don't want to learn, right. say it. Sure. Just be like, hey, I'm happy with where I am. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, people learn at their own pace. Mm -hmm. Some people are more visual learners. Mm -hmm. Some people are more oriented towards hands-on experience. Some of us need books. <laughs> I am one of the weird guys that'll need a little bit of everything. Go, yeah. um, I have to have a base knowledge so I know what I'm doing. And then on top of that, I have to know how it's going to play out. Sure. And then maybe I can get the mechanics right somehow along the way. <laughs> right on. No, and, and of course, uh, the Art of Wargaming supports everything you're talking about here, the improvement of self, the improvement of one's community, of course, positivity, but, but always competitive. Right? Oh, yeah. like we're always looking for that competitive edge. But as we've been studying with like the morale sections within the book that we're currently reading, mm -hmm. uh, victory depends on more than just rote skill. It depends on, on more than just the drill that you've been doing. The morale is absolutely a factor. And if you're vibing with your team, with your mentor, and therefore with yourself, I think we can do much better. Well, wholeheartedly. And part of it is actually bringing a different element to the people that are teaching in communities like this. And I know there's a ton of, um, there's a ton of subscription services out there that do offer ways to teach, which I don't disagree with. Um, uh, one of them is Skilled Cap. Another is, you know... 
uh, Mobilitics has their own group that does stuff. And there's all these people trying to make a niche in this uh, mentoring, teaching way, but they're missing something. Mm. Uh, personally, personally. Now, don't get me wrong. I get a lot of good, useful information out of it. Oh, sure, yeah. Uh, but, and maybe it's because I haven't taken their personal courses where you get one-on-one -on -one with an instructor, but everybody else I see at these ranks, at these higher echelon ranks, you know, uh, challenger, grandmaster, masters, you know, these uh, these are the beginning of when you're getting into, from diamond and up is like high elo, right. is what they consider in this game. And these people I talk to, they they can't explain what they're doing half the time. Right. They know why they're doing it. They know they process this is bad, but they can't explain it. Right. So we're missing a teaching element and we're missing almost patience. I think yeah. patience would be the word that, that we really miss. Not everybody gets stuff fast. Sure. Um, there are some of uh, my favorite players are the ones that we have to sit there and drill everything into them but then they've got it right and they're not letting go of it mm -hmm. and that's uh that's hard to find it is and, and like you said there's a difference between knowing how to do something and knowing how to teach it yeah one of my apprentices is absolutely amazing Every, everybody on the show has heard me talk about turkey feathers <laughs> ad nauseum he's a fantastic fighter mm -hmm. one of the things i'm having him work on is being able to teach exactly what he's doing because that not only is is a way to really understand what you're doing but to grow it as okay. well when I started teaching, my skill level went much higher. Through the roof. Because suddenly I was thinking about it in a totally different way. Well, and you start, it almost is like you fall into habits. Right. Um, and when you're teaching someone, you, uh, sometimes a lot for me, we do what's called VOD reviews, which would be similar to if you record yourself uh, and then say, all right, your foot's not pivoting exactly the right way here, or your hips turned out in the wrong way. This is why you can't get any more momentum. Sure. Um, vice versa, we do that same thing. With, video, with VODs and to a really existential, almost down to the second kind of uh, quality, like, why are you here? Mm -hmm. If you can't answer that question, then you know that you shouldn't be there. Right. You need to be looking and thinking and being not just about what can I do here, but how can we win the game? And right. those are two very different concepts. Sure. You know, I can think all day long, oh, all right, I can, uh, I can 1v9. We all know those players are people out there that take everything on their back, everything, and they go forward. Sometimes it's admirable. Sometimes it's a hindrance. And sometimes it's just pure ego. And sometimes <laughs> it's my favorite one, pure ego. Uh, and those are usually the players that are stuck at some point. Hmm. They stopped growing. Sure. And then they refuse to self-evaluate. That's a skill that I think most people have lost, Right. Uh, self-evaluation. Hmm and trying to be as unbiased as possible when well, you do and, it. And actual self-evaluation, because I know many people, myself included sometimes, that fall into the trap of self-flagellation. Yes. Just constantly beating yourself over your mistakes <laughs> and ignoring the things that you did well. I may be a little bit on more on that end as well. I won't, <laughs> I won't lie. We, we want to try to encourage people to just really reflect, not, not to just dwell on the failures, no. but also to understand what we're doing well and how to expound upon that. And, and, you know, expanding upon what you can do well is something that people really forget. Um, one of my other jobs in my time was uh, hospitality. I referenced that quite a bit. And one of the things that uh, is interesting is uh, I was a guest service supervisor for a while. And mm -hmm. they would tell me they want me in an area I would excel in. It took me a while to understand what that meant, mm. to really kind of understand. What it meant is I'm great with people. 
they want me to be in a position where I can still help people, help guests, make them look as good as possible. Sure. Um, but also still be able to supervise, teach people these kind of skills, um, and, which is communication, mm-hmm. which is, uh, like I believe, I would say 75%. I may be a little embellishing here. Right. Percent of issues break down to miscommunication in every section, every area in the world. Anything you can think about, it's a miscommunication. Hmm. Poor body language, wrong tone, sure. even wrong words, even though it's, like I said, we said 7%. But that's still that's still really high percentage of a chance to make, mess, make a mistake. Well, especially when you're dealing with online. You know, oh, it yeah. It becomes yeah. even more important where you can see that body language. The actual language does become much more important. Like here, we can see, as this uh, can't see, uh, but <laughs> right. we can see how we're reacting and sure. talking and laughing and understanding. Facial expressions, hand movements, all that sort of but, thing. But, you know, all they're hearing is these words and our tone. Mm-hmm. You know, and if things were going bad, they could tell. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would tell faster than I would be able to sometimes because they, they're listening. They're right. very in tune to that tone. And that's all gamers get. Mm-hmm. We get 7 and then 33%. Mm-hmm. That There's a whole, almost over half of your probably ability to understand someone that's mm-hmm. completely ripped away hmm. and let's not even talk about the fact if you're in solo queue right you know and for those of you that play a ton of games i'm sure you know there's a solo queue function where you get in there and you're by yourself and you're queued up with four five six ten different people totally strangers <laughs> total strangers <laughs> and they type one word and then you're mad right and, and it's the, and it could have been something like gg right they could have actually meant good game right but most people take it in that negative light. But uh, that's kind of just the, the difference in it almost. You know, one word or an acronym, if people have had such a negative, um, and this is something fun about the English language, you can say something and type it and think about it in a different way completely. Oh, sure. Um, so, and it just changes uh, the way the way it goes. And the way it's received, for sure. Oh, yeah. And, and, and you know, we've talked about this before, that, that we say that English isn't a tonal language because no. it's not like Chinese where like every word does have that tonal stress. But the intent of English is con- conveyed tonally. You know, the difference between, I love your shoes, and I love your shoes. <laughs> totally different meanings to those phrases, even though it's the exact same words. And, and tone is one of the hardest things to grasp. Um, I personally feel it's one of the hardest things. Body language is something you can teach people to notice and recognize sure. um, with your eyes because you're processing the information. But tone, you're trying to process it through just your ears. Mm. You mishear something or even what's funny is you can think they said something and I've played back recordings sometimes to make sure that I'm not crazy and they say something completely different. Mm. So then you're misunderstood your misunderstanding comes from more than just tone. It comes from how you perceive the tone. Sure. And, and that's a, it's a really slippery slope, I know, because we're talking very, very thin semantics there. Right. But you can say something in a way, and it just completely disheartens someone, but you were trying to be positive. Right. No, and, and like you said, this is something that we need to address in our communities, uh, and, and almost... Go out of our way to try to be positive. Go out of our way to have a positive tone. It's the same thing in, in physical wargaming, too. Yeah. You know, the difference between somebody being well thought of and somebody being just an absolute jerk is the difference between somebody who, on the field, takes their licks and keeps smiling and somebody who's a poor sport. Yeah. They can be whoever they want to be off-field. They yeah. can be a totally different person. But that perception and what they convey to everybody else 
really matters with what's going on in the field. And I, I was imagine it's the same thing with what you do. Of course, and you know, like I said, and different people always have different things. You mm. never know what someone's day was like. This sure. is something I learned in hospitality a, a while back. But you never know what they've had go mm. on. They're here to relax. Right. So if they're a little touchy, be a little nicer. Sure. Be like, hey, I get it. Don't worry. I I don't know what sets you off, but let's back up. There was a miscommunication. Mm. And when you can sit down and say, wait, this isn't how this is supposed to go. Right. And you both, both can recognize. Um, just the other day, I had one of my guys come back into me and tell me he was really frustrated. He was having a rough day. We played four or five games together. We got into a nice, <laughs> we could say uh, heated debate uh, mm. uh, is the best way to say it. Um, even No matter how positive you are, sometimes when something said, you know, and I get that. We're all human. We're all human. But we were talking about a really semantic play that actually would made no difference what we would have done. Mm. But we were, he was taking out the stress of his day on me and he went and admitted that. Right. And then I came back to him and said, look, I also should not have gotten so upset. Mm. I shouldn't have, ex I shouldn't have been as upset at what you were doing. I know you're going through a lot. Mm. So it takes a little bit of empathy to, and it also takes a, just you can correct me on the word maybe here. Um, Owning up is not the correct word I want to do, but it's a... Uh, accountability. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Holding not just other people, but yourself accountable for that positivity. Uh, I actually recently, uh, twice, have went and apologized and said, look, I know I was upset this day. You guys are close to me, so I have no problem sometimes being vocal. But that doesn't mean you deserve negativity either. Sure, yeah. um, and I accept where I'm still growing on this journey. Um, and that's something you got to hold yourself accountable at every turn. Oh, sure. At every turn. Okay, we don't want to be hypocrites. Well, no. <laughs> I mean, it would make the, it would be a very big shame. Uh, <laughs> it comes out after all this work and all this stuff, and then he's a hypocrite. Right. And it gets like, and that because that's never the goal. Well, it undermines your your message at that point. And then, those that did believe, those that were behind you, they'll feel cheated. Yeah. sold out and sure. from there that's when things crumble when you're not honest with your audience you're not honest with the people that are supporting I dig that well Anua I've been very much enjoyed our conversation <laughs> unfortunately we are out of time but um, I just want to thank you again for coming on the show for those of you listening again that is Nua Talk Gaming on Twitch yep. uh, totally check him out uh, it sounds like just the kind of thing that we're into on this show the nice analytical uh, uh, like cerebral analysis and uh, Nua, I look forward to continuing our conversation in the future. I do as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't had enough of the art of wargaming in your life, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram, where I occasionally post funny and educational memes. If you want to get in-touch with the show directly, you can email us at artofwargamingpodcast at gmail.com with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have. Also be sure to check out all of our sister shows on the Earworm Network, including General Nerdery, Word Balloons, Fried Squirms, and more. We're working hard on having something for everyone. And again, you can find those at earworm.com. That's E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M. You can also find that in the show notes. But for now, this has been Yaga Malark, signing off. <laughs>